0: And now for something completely
1: different. Here's
0: what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's totally terrific, totally transforming, and totally triumphant Tuesday as we find unity from the Father through the Son and by the Holy Spirit all for the glory of God Almighty. First, there is a great clue in the scriptures. It gives us a map of how we should approach our God-given assignments for his kingdom. We have a course to finish that God has laid out for us. If you're trying to figure out what that is in the Bible, that'd be Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. We have a ministry to finish that God has laid out before us, and it's not for self-glory. In truth, it's the exact opposite. Ooh. And next, how many times has someone claimed to be the one? So many people have come they are coming and they will yet come in the name of God. And many of those people have proclaimed to be the answer, the key, or the enlightened one. And there are many people, more more than less, that will be on the road to eternal destruction. It's a big road. Keep that in mind. And finally, as I write this, I contemplate the passing away of my friend Pastor Ray. Anybody who's listened to the show for a little while has heard me encourage, uh, try to encourage people using his daily devotional book written entitled This Day. There's a link to it on our website. Uh, It's under the latest updates. The bottom line is that Pastor Ray wrote a devotional about moving on. It was one of his last devotionals. We will review it while we heed
2: You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
0: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. Lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events. Personal revelations. I better be careful there. Spiritual observations my life's insanities and oive. So much more. Hey, we're asking you what do you think? Now you can email the show David at he dot org. That's David at he dot org. You can text us at two one four two one zero eight four eight three. That's two one four two one zero eight four eight three. 8483 Or you can call us at 972 770 That's 972 972- 4450770 and here's the bottom line that I want you to catch when you make that phone call you're going to get a chance to say hi to Captain Chris and then you will be Save. I mean, how calm and peaceful is that, right? All the stuff that's going on in the world, you should call in just to say, hi, Chris. That's what That's what you should do. Anyhow, keep in mind any topic is open for conversation because it's not professional radio. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not even close. You know what's sad about that, <laughs> that sentence? It's not even in the ballpark of professional radio. It is literally... Just radio. That's all it is. And so uh, it's kind of a cross between Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. But maybe you have an opinion, a comment, a thought, or a question. We've mentioned before, the show is not a kvetch fest. A kvetch fest is where everybody gets together and kvetches. And that's complaining and whining. And our goal here is to encourage and strengthen one another because we know the return of the Lord is getting closer. And what we need in that time, just like our DNA, is to be drawing closer. And so we want you to have that opportunity to engage with one another, pray for one another. If you've got a prayer request, we want you to reach out to us. If you've got a praise report, we want you to reach out to us. Just got something you want to get uh, and share with the body, you know, some ideas or something. That's great. As long as you gear it towards being a blessing to other people, we're for it. In the meantime, let's do this Bible trivia and. Everybody ought to get this right, which means if you don't get this right, I'm going to be like, I'm going to take my ball and go home and cry. Who made the excuse, the serpent deceived me and I ate? Who made the excuse, the serpent deceived me and I ate? Who said that? If you think you know the answer, reach out to us at 972-445-0770. You can also call in at, uh, what's he, no, that's the call-in, right? Yeah. Sammy Davis Jr., personal friend of mine. Uh, 972-445-0770. Somebody's calling in. That's good. And then we have the text 214-210-8483. And then additionally we have, you can send an email, David at he must increase, Dot org. We're simply looking for who said that portion in uh, the Bible, and we do have somebody who's called in, so we'll get ready to lean over and push the little button. Here we, go, here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to?
1: Oh, you're talking to Deborah. How you
0: doing, Deborah? How are things?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: Good. You know, I started my class already. I don't know if I told everybody or not, but the class started this weekend, and I already had uh, two papers and a quiz. I did one paper, and I got the quiz, and I got 100% on the quiz, so I'm pretty happy about that. So, oh, awesome. Yeah, Way to go. I'm happy, and then I got a couple days to do this other paper, but that's the one that hes I'm not going to get 100% on. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one where he's going to go, wrong, 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 wrong. Anyway, that, that'll be fun. <laughs> All right, now I know you know this answer, but I'm glad still that you're going to be the one to proclaim it so that people do not miss it. Who made the excuse? The serpent deceived me, and I ate.
1: That would be Eve. That
0: is correct, and I you are absolutely correct. That's right. And so she even the one thing she did do that was good is she acknowledged it. Hey, that that serpent he deceived me. It's like exactly right, which ought to tell all of us that's part of the tactics right there that the tactics the enemy uses to separate people from God is deception it's like ooh. oh yes keep, sir keep that in mind all right excellent job and I greatly appreciate it. any prayer requests are you doing all right
1: no I'm doing good thank you and my friend Susie's doing better and so yep we're doing all right
0: excellent very very glad to hear that and it's always 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 awesome to have you call in okay well
1: y'all have a good day
0: all right god bless
1: God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Excellent
0: job. Al has written a text. I am not going to share it at this particular time, but let's just say he's pointing fingers. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. He's pointing fingers as to where the problems lie. Uh we covered everything? I think we have. Okay, moving on. Uh, uh, this is a very short little uh, – Encouragement, I hope it's a blessing for you. Acts chapter 20, verse 24. But I count my life of no value to myself, watch this, so that I may finish the course and the ministry I received from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of God's grace. Okay, a couple things to, you know, pull out of that. Here's, Here's what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, my idea of life is that it should be worthless to me compared to me finishing the task that I have, a task given to me by Jesus. It's for the glory and the grace of the gospel message itself, and it's for the proclamation of the living love that comes from God And he counts his own success or wins or bank account Uh as no value in comparison to being wanting and desiring and needing. To finish his course. For those that don't know, there is a course. Do you, there's, you know, it's like, you know, if you go to a golf course, you follow the little pathways and you, you play golf and you hit the ball and you try to get in the hole. Well, your life has a course map. God has that map. Oftentimes, he doesn't tell you what's in the map. So don't get overly excited other than he knows what the map is or he wouldn't be omniscient. That, that's just, you know, done. But, he, but Paul says, I got to finish the course. And the ministry I received. Very funny uh, element there because he's saying, you know what? I got to finish this path that God has put me on for life. And I got to finish this work that he's given me, kind of separating those that perhaps the course is how his life is and the ministry is how the work is for the kingdom. As I was prepping for this, uh, demi- this, this doctor of ministry 852 course, the professor did a very short video, about two minutes, and he said it's really important to understand that at this point in many people's doctorate studies, they have a big falling off. Because they've done one of them. They kind of know what's going on. They feel confident, pretty good. Yeah, and then they get into the second one. They don't put the same level of effort in. It's just as hard as the prior one. And then they go. "Mm -hmm." And he said, so don't fall off. Be strong in the second one, like you're strong in the first one. And you know he's going to say be strong in the third one and strong in the fourth one. And the point in that is for us to recognize we have to finish. You can't just start and then you're doing really good, and then you go, "Eh." you got to finish strong. You got to finish the course that God has set out for your life, and you got to finish the ministry that you received from Jesus, and you know in some capacity that ministry connects to testifying to the good news of God's grace, and that's the encouragement of the passage. Don't quit or take your foot off the pedal keep going forward get it done because the lord wants you to finish strong don't think up i'm done i'm just gonna rest now so you rest when he calls you home by trumpet okay all right you're listening to the david spoon experience right here on kaam 770 the truth station here in texas short break we'll be back don't go anywhere
2: What is the David Spoon Experience? Imagine yourself on a rocket ship racing at a thousand miles an hour into space. Once there, you can sense the power and the presence of the majestic and the divine. You forget about your troubles and your fears, and you just float in peace without a worry in the world. There are no struggles, no pain, no discomfort. It's soothing, calm, comfortable. But then, the show starts, and you realize that none of that stuff has anything to do with the show. What were you thinking? The David Spoon Experience, only for the brave of heart and the bored.
0: My next guest has been on the show before with a prior book. I'm very excited to talk to him about this book. I've seen a couple of the interviews that he's done, and this book is a great book. Apologetic book on Christology. And I'm hoping that people will really enjoy this. First and foremost, let's welcome back to our show, David Lima. David, how are you doing, sir?
1: Great. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Excellent book, by the way. Big props for writing The Thank True you. Jesus, Uncovering the Divinity of Christ in the Gospels. I I know they give me a list, and I know you know they give a list for us to ask questions, but Uh, If you remember from the last time you were on the show, I I rarely look at that list. (laughs) No, that's good. good. Because I'd like to get from from you as the author, you know, kind of where it was going and what you were thinking. So let's just talk about at the core level, you know, for the purpose of writing this book, what was the big goal you were trying to accomplish in writing The True Jesus?
1: Well, I I started out, I wanted to write a, a, a primer, a survey, an introduction to the New Testament, And as I got into it, I realized that I could not cover it adequately with sufficient depth. So I asked the publisher, Regnery, if I could narrow the focus to just the Gospels, uh, because the Gospels are where you see the living Son of God, and you encounter Him, uh, and you you sit at His feet and and hear His teachings, and you watch Him, uh, and you observe His behavior and His authoritative teaching and His empathy for human beings, and you see His Declaration of Divinity. Uh, and why he uh, he, he led the, the Jewish authorities to want to crucify him because he was in fact claiming to be God because he is God. And so I want his divinity and his full humanity to to jump off the pages uh, in of my book. And the book is a is a compendium of the four gospels in a consolidated account, not attempting to be a harmony, which uh, you can't totally do. Uh, and, and in a roughly chronological form the ultimate goal and with, with a running commentary, the ultimate goal is I want people, I want to inspire people to read the Gospels and the Bible for themselves.
0: If Jesus Welcome back him. to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for uh, joining us here at k 770 the truth station here in Texas. That's k 770 the truth station here in Texas. Again, uh, final shout-out for my wonderful wife. She had a great birthday. Bruce and Julie were fantastic. John and Connie, it was such a great uh, time to see John. I haven't seen him for a while. We had a chance to talk. Loved it. And, uh, but boy, as as long as my wife was happy with the birthday, it's like, that's, that's the score right there. Score, score. And, uh, they were playing like one of their family card games and I put on Christmas songs. (laughs) Why? Well, because Noel didn't get the lights up till really late and she refused to take them down until her family came. So I thought, well, maybe she just wanted to kind of keep the linger Christmasy thingy going there. That's what we did. So anyway, it was fun. So, But thank you guys for being patient, and thank you for praying. Uh, let's see. We didn't need to do what? We need to do Bible trivia. So let's start with that. Bible trivia, true or false? It's a 50-50 here. Whenever I give you true or false, you, you got to know. Okay, that's good. True or false, Martha said about Lazarus' tomb, by this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there for four days. Okay? Nothing sneaky. Just a regular see, there's no horn. Nobody's hearing a horn, right? True or false. Martha said about Lazarus' tomb. By this time there is a bad odor, for he has been there for four days. True or false. That's it. If you think you know the answer, you can call in. 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483, or you can send an email, David, at he must increase dot org. I have two jokes one is not funny at all and uh but it is in my fill material so i have to do it it's just one of those things you just have to you know work it through okay all right uh i can't decide which one's better all right uh they're both kind of low (laughs) try and try and at least find something good in
1: these don't worry i got plenty of buzzer okay
0: Two pastors were riding very fast on a motorcycle they were promptly stopped by a policeman who said what do you think you're doing what if you have an accident the pastor driving said don't worry jesus is with us in that case the policeman said i have to write i have to book you and write you a ticket why the policeman said three people are not allowed to ride on a motorcycle yeah, i don't know Okay. <laughs> That's gracious. This one's a little better. In a small they got to wait and then I'll I'll pick up on. In a small southern town there was a nativity scene that showed great skill and talent had gone into creating it. One small feature bothered me. The three wise men were wearing fireman firemen's helmets.
1: <laughs>
0: the three wise men were wearing fireman helmets. Totally unable to come up with a reason. This is somebody who wrote this. To come up with the reason of the explanation, I left at a quick stop at the edge of the town. I asked the lady behind the counter about the helmet. She exploded into a rage, yelling at me, you Yankees, you never read the Bible. <laughs> you know what's going on here. I assure you, uh, I assured her that I did, but simply could not recall anything about firemen in the Bible. She pulled up her Bible from behind the counter, ruffled through some pages, and finally jabbed her finger at a passage, sticking it in my face, and said, See, it says right here, the three wise men came from afar. <laughs> See afar. Okay. Hey, there's not that many good jokes left, people. You better start enjoying them. Let's go. Let's go with uh, the person ready to answer the trivia question. This is David, who am I talking to? Uh, Caleb Jennings. Hi, how are ya? Good. Oh, great to hear your voice. All right, now listen, this is not a trick question, so I, I just want to make sure everybody knows this, because I'm trying to, you know, not uh, throw any kind of curveballs, but okay. here here it is. Martha said about Lazarus' tomb, by this time there's a bad odor, for he has been there for four days. It's true. You are correct, Amanda! That is it. You are correct. It is so, because, and and, and you know why it's uh, the whole premise of why Jesus waited four days instead of three is because in the rabbinical thought, if, if the person didn't possibly raise after three days, there would be no chance they could ever come back. So Jesus waited an extra day just to show how powerful the miracle was. Yes, sir. Excellent. Excellent job. Very, very good, and I greatly appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. All right, we're rolling. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Okay. Yeah, that was a bad joke, right? Three wise men come from afar. Far. Afar. (laughs) Hey, folks, you do what you can do. You know? All right, uh, Matthew 24, verse 4 through 5. Jesus answered and said, See to it that no one leads you astray. I just want to stop right there. People can lead people astray. Just don't, don't, don't. Yes, they can. I mean, that's what Jesus is going. Okay, make sure that doesn't happen. I mean, there it is. Jesus answered, see that no one leads you astray. For many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ. And they will lead many astray. All right? For On the news, for the last 50 years, or even, I'd even say 60 years and even longer, there's always this weird story that makes it on the news somewhere about this person who's like, you know, the, the prophet or the man of God who's emerged out of nowhere, uh, literally claiming to be the Messiah. You probably haven't seen as much of it of late because there's so many videos and so many ways to record people that most of their past can easily be brought up. What Jesus is also telling us is to be aware of this, okay? It, it's, it's, This kind of thing is not necessarily going to come on the news. You're not going to sit there and watch a news outlet and go, Oh, by the way, Jesus Messiah returned. I mean, that's kind of how that's not going to happen. It's going to come where people are operating in the name of God. And so whenever somebody says something or does something in the name of the Lord, we all as believers have a little more sensitive ear. We're like, Ooh, okay, I want to make sure. And there's nothing wrong with that. You want to make sure that you're on track with the faith. But Jesus said, I am the Christ. Not they are the Christ. You see, I am the one. And you might have Muhammad and Buddha and Confucius and Socrates and so on, but all of these are false. What they, everything they taught bad? No. No. But they're not the Messiah. And they didn't teach the way because Jesus was the only one who said, not only am I the Messiah, I'm also God. <laughs> it's like, so his, his positioning was way different than anybody else's. But it's Jesus is the way. And the, pr- the problem that a lot of Christians have is there's going to be many people that are lost. Why? Because the Bible says wide is the road. And the reason that many people get lost in this process ready and you just think about the woke culture for a second the reason that so many people get uh, g- are going to get lost is because the way of Christ is too offensive to many people too offen- think about that so god in his graciousness creates a group of beings that can have life they put themselves in a place where God and his character cannot engage with them. So God then creates an avenue for that engagement to take place, the redemptive work of Jesus Christ, and some people are just too offended by the way. I mean, nincompoop comes to mind. It's just because it's like, what are you talking about? It's a very simple premise if you want to do it this way. Bruce and Julie, her mom and dad, come to the house, right? They don't say to me, Dave, we're coming in the back door through the fence by the dogs and the bones and all the other stuff in the backyard because that's what we've decided. We tell them, come in through the garage, make sure you don't hit this, do this, and come in this way. It's my house. I'll tell you how to get in, right? You don't tell people you're getting in their house. They tell you. Well, heaven is God's house, And people don't tell God how they're getting in. "Eh, Well, uh, I'm going to come into your house this way. Nope. See this? This is called a door. (laughs) And Jesus is called the door. Jesus is called the gate. Man, you can't even get on the property without getting through Jesus. You can't even get through the gate since Jesus is the gate. And people get offended. And it's too bad. And it's like the idea that the church should be, oh, well, no. You can't have that attitude because that's not accommodating. Wait, let me just—I just want the logic to be solid. We want the Creator to make it accommodating for the creation so that we can hold Him accountable? We're lucky the planet hasn't been blown up a hundred times. Are you kidding me? With the arrogance that we have and the disposition and the attitude and all these people, and they come in the name of God— In the name of Christ. And they are so far away from Jesus Christ, you want to vomit. Here's your answer. You want to know what Jesus is like? You want to know what he has to say? You want to know how he approaches things? I I encourage you to read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John first. And then read Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21 so you can understand what God, how God communicates to people. And then you'll know things that are from God and things that are not from God. But most specifically, because you know the word yes, but most specifically because the Holy Spirit lives inside you once you surrender. And it's like, okay. And then you'll know because people are going to get duped. People thinking that there's going to be a solution. You know, there could be a solution from from a place where somebody says, I'm the one, I'm the answer, I'm the anointed, and, and might even have miraculous powers. And people are going to go, bah, 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 and everybody must worship me and reject all other gods. And people are going to do it. I'm just telling you what's going to happen, because that's what people are. You and I need to be firm in the word, in the truth, so that we understand that it is from the Father, through the Son, and by the Holy Spirit, and we stand firmly in this principle. God created the universe. He can write a book. If I want to really know what God has to say, I will pick it up and read it. Oh, hey, there's a novel. All right, folks, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
2: and those not yet believers who need biblical truths. To continue our radio ministry and message of truth, we need many of our faithful listeners to support us, as well as ministry partners who might wish to sponsor the He Must Increase ministry. By giving, you wonderfully facilitate our priorities of assertively teaching the Word of God, and you get nothing in return. No quid pro quo. Nothing but a receipt at the end of the year indicating you gave to us since your donation is 100% tax deductible. Remember that it says in Corinthians that whoever sows generously will also reap generously, or in Proverbs where it teaches that a generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. But if you cannot give, no problem. Continue to enjoy and learn and give however you see fit whenever you can. To support us, go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience?
0: Because what we're getting is this snapshot of Jesus. And there's a lot of stuff that we do, a lot of stuff that we say, but at no point should anybody ever lose what's going on here. And when we get into our Philippians teach tomorrow, you're gonna to see how very specific Christology, the study of Christ, fits into play on Jesus Christ being honored uh above all, and understanding how that this snapshot of Jesus plays into or leads. Leads us into the understanding of the superiority of Christ. Nobody else was fully God and fully man, period. And so nobody else can represent God to man. Or man to God. So in this situation, we get to see that Darius. He has a twelve-year-old daughter. She's dying. Not uh, not good news. This woman who's got this bleeding issue, issue of blood. She comes up to Jesus, uh, touches him without saying anything. Jesus has restoration and healing for her in physical, social, and psychological aspects, which is just uh, wonderful. If you think about how Jesus, Jesus cares about the whole person doesn't care about a part of a person cares about every inch of you if you're doing well physically but you're not doing well psychologically Jesus cares about that if you're doing well psychologically and not doing well physically Jesus cares about that if you can't have contact with people and you feel like you're completely isolated Jesus cares about that I'm oh Christ the solid rock guide. To that David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's man 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Let's get ready for our next, our next trivia question. We should have like an audience noise that goes. Ah, ah. You know, do you have anything like that? Yeah, let me know if you find one. <laughs> Not exactly what I had in mind, but oh, that's good. That's better. Okay. <laughs> okay. Here's our next trivia question. The Old Testament prophet, which Old Testament prophet? Who? This Old Testament prophet said, ah, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak for I am only a child. Hmm. Mm, who said that? Who said that? Okay, I'm going to give Joanne and Cordelia a lot of props simply because, let me just say, they laughed at the jokes. (laughs) I'm just pointing that out. (laughs) Yes, I think that's worthwhile. Uh, Here you go. Again, uh, this Old Testament prophet said, Ah, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a child. Who said that? If you think you know... Uh, I'm going to say, if you think you know, then you want to call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483. You can send an email, david at org plus... You can't well, those are the three ways to get in touch with us, right? Plus, we encourage you to go to the website, not just so you can give, but so that you can look at it and go, Wow, cool. All right, go to he must
2: Prayer request.
0: He must Praise report. Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now. He must
2: He must increase.org.
0: What did you do at that very end? Did you just went, oh!
1: You fell off a cliff.
0: Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like, Rah! okay. Uh, again, the trivia question before we get into the history the Old Testament prophet said, Ah, oh, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a child. Okay. I got some answers. Not all the answers are correct can't get mad at me about that. Here we go on history. Let's go let in the past. Let's go let in the past. All right. Today is Learn Your Name and Morris Code Day. <laughs> Cabin Chris. Hey, that's pretty good. All right. <laughs> mine would be like this. No. 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 Okay, that would be mine. Uh, it is also National Milk Day. It is National Human Trafficking Awareness. We I did do a campaign on that. And that is really a serious issue. So we should definitely be in prayer along those lines. Uh, today in 1908, Grand Canyon, today, but in 1908, Grand Canyon National Monument is created. Not the Grand Canyon, folks. The monument. <laughs> See, sometimes you have to tell people. Uh, 1922 on this day. So we're talking about. A hundred years ago, the first use of insulin to treat diabetes in a human patient happened 100 years ago today, uh, 1973. This is going to get some people mad. There's no point in getting mad. Uh, designated hitter. American League owners vote 8-4 to to approve a designated hitter for a three-year trial run. So there's a lot of people like, that's not the purity of baseball. It's like... Yeah, I know, but more runs is helpful. That's all I can, that's all I can say. Uh, just between sisters, let me just say Cordelia is correct. Is that, is that a nice way to say what I just said? Ha! All right. Uh, awesome, awesome. That's that. We're moving on. Okay. I don't have anything else I want to do on that one. Uh, so the question is, the, only tes- the Old Testament prophet who said, Ah, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak. I am only a child. You said that. Uh, I want to stay. I'm going to do a Matthew. And then in the last segment, we're going to do a thing for Ray. And uh, we'll probably do another one for Ray on Friday. You know, it's just we're not going to stop doing his material because this is great material. You know, my heart's definitely happier for him now. And uh, they had a wonderful service over the weekend. They had this wonderful picture of Ray up on the wall and his son looking at it. It was pretty, it was pretty cool. Um, but anyway, let me read this, for, uh, and I want to explain to you some of the stuff that's going on. Is there anything else i got to cover? Did I miss anything? I think we caught it. We got it all. So I just want you to understand that, as most people can tell in the world, things are getting uh, choppy. Is that, is that a nice way to say it? You know, you ever hear that expression when their football players are starting to push one another and they go, oh, it's getting choppy down there. I mean, that's what they say. Okay. I don't know what that means other than, you know, somebody's going bam, 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 bam. But uh, here is something you need to be aware of as the days close and as the universe and the world closes in its own little way. Matthew 24, 9 through 13. They will deliver you up to uh, they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake and then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another and many false prophets will arise and lead many astray wow none of this is good right And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Now, I know a lot of people are thinking, well, can we do a cheery one? No, not here. Can't do it. Because... There's stuff that is coming. People say, well, is it going to happen this year or in 10 years or in 50 years or in 100 years and 200 years? And the answer is, who knows? I mean, only God knows. He's not telling anybody. People just think they know. That's ridiculous. Here's the bottom line. They're going to deliver people up and they're going to put them to death for Jesus's name which means that it's for Christ's name that this is going to take place. You're going to be hated by all nations, so the world at some point is going to be fully anti-Christ, anti-Christian in its movement. Many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. That's why the scripture says at the very bottom of it, the one who endures to the end will be saved. Certainly there will be people being saved in that process, but you can't give up on the faith. Many prof- false prophets will lead people astray. We just talked about that in the le- last segment. But what I want to focus in on is this verse 12. Because the lawlessness will be increased, because lawlessness will be increased, because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Don't miss the connection, okay? Bad things are happening for people that are going to stand in the name of Christ. Are we going to be raptured out? Everybody hopes so. Okay, that's just. But if not, you're not going to quit on your faith, right? So just have that mindset going on. Many people who profess to be Christians, you know, the people that sit in church with one leg in and one leg into lunch, waiting for the pastor to finish, that they're going to bail. I mean, they're not going to stand for a minute. You you should know that there'll be a lot of false prophets, not even Christian uh, Christianese ones. There's just going to be a lot of false prophets. People making proclamations. Anybody who makes a false problem, anybody on cable news that makes some kind of predictions, a false prophet. Just like, there you go. That just makes it easy. Here's the bottom line, though. Verse twelve, lawlessness, which by the way is sin. Okay, so just so we can, I just don't want to. What are we talking about here, Dave? You're talking about sin. You guys are allowed to talk about sin? Sin. Lawlessness is sin. Hello? Lawlessness will increase. Therefore, the love of many will grow cold. The reason that the love of people in the world today is growing cold is because love has been voided out by the increase in sinfulness. And you could think, well, you know, what these people say they're doing is not really a sin. Uh But lawlessness or sin, as it increases, pushes out love, and those people that say what they do is not sinful— are the least loving people around. And my point in that is this. Love is not acceptance. That's not the definition of love. Biblical love is sacrifice for the well-being of another. But the idea to understand is it's going to get worse, and it's not just going to get worse in one area or ten. It's going to get worse in almost every area that sin increases in. And what you might think is, well, you know, is everything that everybody doing always a sin? No. But people are gonna get so much more involved in sin that love is gonna make a disappearance. And how I check myself, okay, let me say it really carefully. Do I do I hate people that I disagree with? No. I don't I, I wish them the best. I wish them well. I wish them a fantastic relationship with God. Do I agree with them? No, no, no. But I can still watch from where I sit and say, man, nah, that person has no, they, they, their capacity to love has diminished. I would, I would say that for a Christian, our capacity to love should be increasing. I would think it would be the opposite direction. If we're genuinely in the Lord, our willingness to love should go up. When a person's willingness to love goes down, there's too much sin going on. So from a personal point of view, you just have to think of it in these terms. As love gets pushed out, that person or that group is most likely stepping up higher in sinfulness and in lawlessness. And that's the way to tell. By the way, it's a great judge for ourselves, if you know what I'm saying. All right, will that person be able to hang on because we are like out of time? Well, Yeah? Okay, all right. We're going to take a break and then come back. And we have somebody on the phone. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
2: What is the David Spoon experience?
0: And God's it's like, there's no room there. It's like, well, no, I can, I can, you know, not vote for either kingdom. Well, let me get this straight. You're not voting for the kingdom of God. Therefore, you're also trying to be a supporter of the kingdom of darkness. How's that work? That doesn't work. And in, in lieu of that, you know, I was, uh, had a discussion with my son, we were talking about Preparation and being ready, because you never know when the Lord—you don't know when that trumpet's going to blow for you. You don't know at that moment where God's going to go, ding dong, time's up, and to say, "I said you always got to be ready." He said, "Well, you can't always be ready." It's like, no, you always got to be ready. Matthew chapter twenty-four, verse forty-two: "Be ready, always be ready, for you do not know the day that the Lord will come." And that's not just from an eschatological point of view for life; that's for you individually. You got to be ready and watchful, and aware, because this is kingdom stuff, and there's a kingdom being built to glorify God, and there's all the opposing kingdoms, and it's a pretty straightforward question. Which kingdom are you trying to support? That's the question, and if you say, well, I'm not supporting any kingdom, then you are opposed to the kingdom of God. Because you're either helping advance his kingdom or you're in opposition. And that's where Jesus split the line. And you think, well, that, that doesn't seem fair. We have a great word around this show that we like to use every once in a while, but with tons of love. Tough. It's like it's, it's not whether you think it's fair or not. You know, well, I don't think God, a God of love would do it this way or this way. Too bad what you think. You're not God. That's not up to you. Well, that's just what the Bible says. Let me get this straight. So you believe that God can create the universe, but he can't write a book? Boy, that argument's going to get lost every single time. So my whole point in bringing this up is there's it's not a contradiction at all. You're either for, you're either for in Luke 9, 49 and 50. You're either for the kingdom, advancing the kingdom, driving out demons in the name of Jesus Christ, trying to make declaration for the truth of God, or you're against the kingdom. Whether you are verbally, physically against it, or whether you are verbally and physically doing nothing. There is... No neutral. You're either a kingdom advancer or you're against the kingdom. And what's really hard, are you ready for your noodle to get baked here, is the decisions that we make advance kingdoms. Do we consider our decisions before we make these decisions? Do we consider what kingdom we're impacting? Wow. Isn't that
2: tough? The David Spoon Experience.
0: Oh, welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Our good friend Sam has been hanging on the phone forever and the day. So let's hang on and put him on. Hello, is this my buddy? Is this Samuel? Hello. 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 Shalom, brother. Shalom, brother. How are you? Very good. Very happy to hear that. How are things going?
3: Uh, Things are going okay, yeah. Okay. You ready to answer the trivia? Well, actually, I just called to just, answer the trivia
0: question, but I haven't heard the question. You're going to answer the trivia question, but you haven't heard the question. I have a feeling you'll be able to get this one with me, okay? So follow along. You can do this. The Old Testament prophet who said, Ah, Sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a child. Who said that? (laughs) Say it again, please. Okay, you got to turn your radio down. If you got your radio on, turn your radio down, okay? Okay. Uh, All right. The Old Testament prophet who said, Ah, sovereign Lord, I do not know how to speak, for I am only a child. Who said that?
3: I believe it was Jeremiah. That is
1: correct,
0: (laughs) Amanda! Yes, you are right. It was Jeremiah who said, I am only a child. I don't know how to speak. I'm only a child. And God said, say not. I am only a child. That's what he said. Don't talk that way. That's what he was telling him. You got it. You get. You're so good. What a great job you just did. Thank you.
3: Hey, uh, I'm praying for you and your ministry for this year, and I feel like a uh, Lord gonna take you to new route. I mean, uh, you're gonna take off to the new destination, uh, and I'm I'm believing with the Lord that. Uh, he would take you to the next level uh through your David Spoon experience.
0: Wow. I love it. I love do you wanna why don't you pray over me? Let's yes. let, let's do it.
3: Yes. Dear Jesus, thank you for showing me that the plane was taking off and I believe that it was for David that you are taking him to a next level on the next destiny that you have for him, uh, for twenty twenty two, Lord. Uh, regardless of the circumstances of financial things or other logistics, but we know that you are a God of abundance, and you, where there is uh, for this ministry, and you will uh, sustain this ministry, and you will provide this ministry, and you will bring a healings and restoration to your children through this ministry, Lord. Lord, thank you for David and his dedication.
0: Because uh, he's still there. He's still, I think he just, oh, let's see. Uh, to, to, to
3: go further wherever you want to take him, Lord. Lord, thank you uh, once again for David and his whole family uh, that are supporting him, his wife. Lord, I, I pray that you supernaturally energize him and give him the new ideas and new connection, Lord, the new favor, Lord, because as your mercy is new every day, I I pray that your grace will be new every day for David and for this ministry. And I give David in your loving, caring, and everlasting arm, and I say this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Amen. I receive it. I think it's awesome. That's a great prayer, a great job. You might have got a call or two in there while you were praying that on your other line, but you did really great, and I am so proud and blessed to be your brother. You, Amen.
3: Yeah, next time I have a very good joke for you.
0: Okay, good, because good. this time my jokes were not very good. <laughs> Amen, brother. Did you say you had a joke now? I'm sorry? Did you say you had one now or next time?
3: No, nah, let's do it next time. I
0: just need to refine my thoughts yeah. in a good
3: place so there won't be any hysteric when I'm saying it. Got I it. I think it's going to be funny. Yeah. Funny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. I love you, brother. I right, love you too, bro. God bless right. you. bye Bye-bye. We'll All right. Great job. Great call. Love it, love it, love it. All right, we're going to instead of doing the last trivia question, we're just going to do this uh Pastor Ray thing. So I think that's uh, probably appropriate the way we did. All right, so this is one of the last things that Ray wrote. So that's why I thought it was kind of cool. Uh and listen to what he says cuz it's like you can't this is this stuff's lights out brilliant. Uh he quotes uh Isaiah 43 Uh, 18 and 19, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. Have you ever needed to clear the history on your computer? Sometimes you want to remove old files and apps that clutter up your device or your life and erase things you wish you had never seen. A new clean start, no matter how long you've walked with the Lord, he can make things new. God wants to pour his spirit into us, but not into brittle, unchangeable skins. We need to flex and flow and allow the Holy Spirit to move us. For that to happen, there are three things that we need to clear out. Move on from old history. Most of us have past experiences that are hard to put behind us. Divorce, bankruptcy, health issues, abuse, your own rebellion, bad choices, destructive behaviors— Don't let your past define you. Number one, if you forgive, if you need to be, if you need to, excuse me, if you need to forgive or be forgiven, take care of that. If you need a godly counselor to help, seek help. Then claim the promise of Jesus, behold, I make all things new, Revelation 21, 5, and move on. Move on from old habits. Leave behind addictions of all kinds, whatever it might be. You can fast and pray and break patterns in your life that are unhealthy. Fasting pushes the reset button in your life and is healthy for the body, the mind, and the soul. And then move on from your old hurts. There are so many ways to be hurt in this world. The enemy wants you to circle back over and over and buzz around those old wounds. Resist him. You can't change the past. Forgive, as Jesus said, settle the matters quickly. If you need to, seek counseling and ask for prayer to help so you can get to the point where you let go of the past. Then pray, meditate, and embrace God's promise. If anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Old things have passed away. See, everything has become new. Everything has become new, including the wineskins of your heart ready to be filled with a fresh healing anointing of the Holy Spirit. Gosh, that guy got ready. Just incredible. So what Ray was communicating, and I think I, 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 I it's easier to speak for God sometimes than it is for people. But what Ray is saying is, look, it, there's old history, there's old habits, and there's old hurts. Okay. And some of us, we have made monuments to that old history. We have set up memorials to those old hurts. We have, you know, you don't even consider them idols, even though they're idols within our heart. There's old habits that we're like, I can never change. It'll never be different. And, And in the economy of God, the Lord never puts you in a place like that. We put ourselves in that place. And what he wants us to do is find the freedom, find the newness, find the refreshness, the refreshing part of it. One of the things in Acts chapter 3, verse 19, talks about that the times of refreshing will come from the presence of the Lord. When Peter makes reference to that, it's in in lieu of repenting and turning and saying, I need help, I need wisdom, I need grace. And nobody's saying that you're going to do this and everything's going to be perfect tomorrow. And I don't want people to think that because... If the Lord gives you an immediate deliverance like he did for me on drugs, then it it will be better. It doesn't mean all the trials and temptations will be over, but it'll be better. But if it takes more time and your process needs to go through a process, that's fine. If you do it in partnership with God. And so some people are going to hang on to old history and, like I say, build a monument and worship it. And other people are going to build a monument to old hurts and things people have done. Build some kind of monument and and always recognize those old hurts and even old habits that you don't think can change. And the response from the Lord is, I make everything new. There's nothing I can't change. There's nothing I can't make different. And that's why you go to Isaiah 43, forget the former things. Don't dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in a wasteland. God's going to put water where there's nothing but wasteland. Nothing can grow there. Nothing can get in there. No water can get there. God can bring it there. And he can change it. And too many of us, too often, hang on to all those things in the past. And they really do, they really do bring us down. And it's like, man, if we just lived in our past failures, we would be nothing in life but a failure. It's like because you're living in your past failures. I mean, how else could it be? So, what Ray said, the the title it is is move on. And sometimes it's just like, okay, here's my bag of garbage, Lord. You know it better than I know it. I'm wrapping it up in this uh, in this bag and I'm dropping it at your feet and saying, your turn. Because it's just too hard to carry around, and it drains too much of your life. Don't do that. There's enough stuff to drain. I'm going to drive home on the freeway. That's going to be draining. I don't need to be draining it with all of my past hurts, right? Some things you just let go and let God, right? Right? All right, folks, you've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, taking a 22 and a half hour break. Then we'll come back more Insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then.
3: Just as I am, you down to
2: Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.